What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast capable of mastering all four elements. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, this week representing the Air Nomads. With me, as always, representing the Water Tribes is Bob Liebel. Hey, everybody, I'm pretty pissed off. And representing the Fire Nation is Ben Stitch. I'm going to take over this podcast. This week we're joined by a very special guest. He came all the way from Ba Sing Se. Oh, sorry, that's a typo. I meant Denver, Colorado. Representing the Earth Kingdom, it's Jordan Hughes. Yep, yep. This week, if you couldn't tell, is all about Avatar The Last Airbender, both the show and unfortunately the movie as well. We'll be discussing the whole series in its entirety, so there will likely be spoilers, so if you're one of the five people left who haven't watched the show, go do that first. If you're looking for a spoiler-free review, go watch the show. That's our review. Um, with all that in mind, we'll also just be containing it to Avatar The Last Airbender, the show and the movie. We won't be getting into the graphic novels. If we do get into Legends of Korra at all, it'll be at the very end, and it'll be a very brief general impression since most of us haven't even finished it yet so with all that let's just go around the circle what were your memories of avatar the last airbender we would have been nine years old when the show started so we were right in the demographic for nickelodeon when this came out for me it was it was strange because i, I rewatched the show and i was like i remember watching it i remember liking it i watched the first episode i was like oh, yeah, this is a little familiar and then episode two hit and I was like, what the fuck is happening? I think I only watched the first episode of the show. I didn't remember anything else after that. So. I feel like I remember like bits and pieces of the first season. I don't remember Azula at all. No. I don't remember the second and third season whatsoever. I feel like they didn't advertise the show as well as they should have back in the day. Because I just feel like I did. I only watched Nickelodeon back in the day, really. But like, right? Why didn't I watch this show? That's exactly what entirety? I was thinking. I was, like, I was like, how have I not finished the show? Or why did I not know that I didn't know anything about the show? Like, It was so weird. That I was literally watching it, and right after the first episode, I was like, I have not seen any of this. I watched the entire show. <laughs> Did you watch yeah, TV? I remember really? watching it. Yeah, I remember I'm going through it this like second time and just knowing everything. So I mean, it was kind of like refreshing, and I like, kind of forgot about some of it, but I remember like all the way through. That's pretty the impressive, last actually. Episode. Yeah, I don't know because like you, it's it's this is very easy to binge because like the episodes are so short. Like you can put down like half a season and like, a, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, you're like shit. Where's my? But like, I couldn't imagine having to wait like you did week yeah. by week, and then then in between seasons too. That sounds. I did. as a child to have the patience to wait for the show each week is pretty <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, I did that with Pokemon. I would like every single True. Sunday morning cartoons. Like that was my thing. So I definitely I remembered the first season, like all the major plot points. And, like, maybe half or two-thirds of the second season. The third season was all new to me. I definitely wasn't keeping up back in the day for the third season. You did say, though, like, you talked about how we were target demographic. I, what is the target demographic for this show? Because, like, we're a bunch of mid-20s, and we're talking story. about how much we love it. And, like, is this a kid's show? I mean, obviously it was on Nickelodeon, but, like... It's like the Game of Thrones for kids, and, like, but it, it's I so... won't consider it a kid's show, though, because, like, why exactly. do I enjoy it so much? That, I mean, Game of Thrones is the property that I compare it to the most because of the world building and because of the depth of the characters. But this is, like, why I complained about stuff like Detective Pikachu. Because Pokemon is, like, a 30-year-old property. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's a kid-focused property. Mm -hmm. 
you can make kid content that's good. Making movies or TV shows for kids that isn't good is lazy, in my opinion. So when you look at something like Avatar, I'm like, yeah, why couldn't Detective Pikachu be as good as this, or why couldn't general kids' movies be as good as this? But, like, what's this is such a good show, like, what's stopping it from, like... Like, the only thing that's making this, like, not... Like, if, say, they added, like, blood... Or, like... Like, like more murder. Because they... Even at the end of the show, when, like, Aang's saying, I don't want to kill... Yeah. Yeah, even that, they, like, they kind of, like, tiptoe around it. But I'm saying, like, if you add those elements to it, and this becomes, like, I don't know, like, PG-13 or something, like... This doesn't feel like a kid show to me. You know what I mean? Like, there's things in it that make it a kid show. Yeah, like, the little, like, jokes and everything, but... Mm-hmm. The things that it's missing are what makes it a kid show. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, the yeah. lack of blood, the, like, the, the yeah. way they tiptoe around some of the violence, but, like... The way they tiptoe around a character death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, don't acknowledge it until, like, a flashback episode in the, yeah. the later season, which but, we can get to that episode, because I love that one. But, but like, what I was going to say, though, the reason that this also doesn't feel like a kid show, like, we talked about there's, like, a lack of violence, and they try to tiptoe around some of the violent things. The way they do bending is, like, they're not really, like, coming into, like, physical blows with each other, so, like, that takes away the from, like, it's it, not having like a higher violence. violence. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the way, like, you hit somebody with, like, like a big airbending push, or, like, you whip them with the water, or fire, or earth, or anything, like... It seems, like, legit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like you're watching, like, cartoon kids violence. Not that it's heavy violence, but, like, it it, just, it doesn't feel kiddish when they yeah. are fighting. I just think <laughs> it would be way cooler if it was violent. Like, incredibly violent. I wish they would you do know? an updated version where like, it was, like... Or, like, the kids are... I don't know. Because the story would be cool, but, like, if it was just... The kids kind of grew up well, they're and the just most got adult way more kids violent. Yeah. Ever. What are they? What are yeah. they? But it's, Aang's, like, 12. Oh, yeah. That's oh, pretty consistent with all... 13, right? I think he's 12, because he's 112. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's 12, Tar is like 14, Sokka is like 16, 15 or 16, yeah. and I think Zuko's the oldest. I think he's like... He's 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he's like 16 or 17. That's like consistent with like all kids shows. Like Pokemon, they all leave home and go oh, travel yeah. the world at 10 years old. And stay 10. Yeah, and they're 10 for the next 30 years. But So I, I, that part doesn't bother me. I do think like the first book of the show, the first season, is the most kiddish, where it's like... Week to week, it's like... Yeah, because it's them just yeah. solving, like, little sides. It, it's a lot of, like, we're here, the Fire Nation gets us, we're somewhere else, the Fire Nation gets us. It's and a like, contained yeah. story. They are working towards the greater goal of getting to the North Pole, but most, if half to maybe a little bit more of the first season is, a, like, week to Monster of the Week sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, once you get into books two and three, it it's does become a much story. more... Yeah. yeah. There's like a goal at the very end of it. The first, definitely, the first book seems like. I think that's probably about right. It's, like a, it's almost like separate episodes yeah. that are. But they have the overarching, like, hey, we're going yeah, to the yeah. North Pole or whatever. They don't get there very. That's quickly. the only thing I have. Like, but they'll go two or three episodes without even mentioning it. Yeah, because it is mm-hmm. twenty episodes. You do have to fill stuff. That's the one thing I don't know how big this planet is because sometimes they go to somewhere and it's like overnight, and then sometimes it's like four days. <laughs> they get so, it takes that so is, long. if you really nitpick it, that's probably the one thing that you can really like. like it took home. them. It took them one season to get to the North Pole, but. And they're like, oh, we need to go back there real quick. And it's like, oh, we're there overnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, again, we're not talking about the graphic novels, but some of them kind of clue you into like the short little side missions they do during those times. Oh, so okay. like the first book I got takes place during the, the timeline of the show, but it's just like little like four page stories that wouldn't have been an episode, but just like other shenanigans they got up oh, to. Okay. I really like when this, when like the show progresses and you can tell and the side stories become like really big, mm-hmm. small parts, like puzzle pieces that really like, make a better picture. Together. Yeah. Love when that. Like how they, like together. how they go and get tough. Like that's a big yeah, puzzle yeah. piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I have, I have a question for you guys. I'll bring it up, sort of like a debate. What do you think the best bending style is, and why is it airbending? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I disagreed with you. I think it is fire just because, like... If you want to Fire's murder everyone, Fire's if you want to murder everyone, choose ah. fire. If you want to help everyone. Do you want to know the reason that I picked fire and airbending as my top two? And I'll tell you the reason I picked airbending. Number one, like the reason why I think those are the top I two. I think airbending is the coolest one. You, But you can, the thing is you can produce, the firebenders can produce fire out of nowhere. The airbenders, air's everywhere. Waterbenders, they need water. Air, or earthbenders, they need earth. But, so that's why I put firebending and airbending right there. you can just make top it happen. Two. But with airbending, you can fly. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's why it goes above me. It's cooler. That's actually true. But then you see Azula using like yeah. fire to fly. <laughs> or like Ozai at the end. Yeah, why is he? He's like got jetpacks jet for his hands. Yeah, <laughs> it was incredible. What do you guys think? What do you what do you say the best bending style is? I think Earth. Just I I've okay. seen. I think if you want to murder everyone, just do Earth, bro. You put can, just like. Yeah. That's one thing though. You can hit with a like, boulder and they're like shake it off. Power man, like you can just I can bend a, a boulder and just crush you with it. I think and that's anytime. one of the coolest ones they do, like, yeah, yeah. graphically, how they, like, make that That's so yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool, and then how you can just, like, put people in, like, caves. <laughs> you got a tent You can completely you keep them there forever. You know, yeah. You're not gonna firebend out of a rock. Yeah, I guess true, that's yeah. true, yeah, in terms of, like, escape. Yeah. yeah. Earthbending's definitely my number one. My only complaint with the show is that I feel like if you were an earthbender and your goal was to, like, kill someone or completely take them out of the competition you just like sink the ground under them bury them they're yeah. gone yeah why don't they do that every single <laughs> yeah. time the old quicksand they did yeah. that to just, at one point like any has to save her or whatever but like they do a lot of like pulling rocks up and like building a coffin around you so yeah. all that is exposed is your head why not just bury them immediately mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. you could easily suffocate them real quick but <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. in terms of like say this was a like a more violent show like more adult themed you could kill somebody in five seconds as an earthbender I, mean, I need that version. Pretty much any bender, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's what I was hoping the movie would be. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, water benders can turn water into ice, like, That's at cool. will. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Which you can basically just make, like, an icicle bullet and stab someone through the throat yeah. at any moment if you wanted to. I guess that my, uh, my the reason I brought it up is more not, like, what is the superior style, because, like, what you guys are saying right now... I feel like Earth does sound like it might actually. None be of them good. suck. I'll just say oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, which one would you want to have? Let me rephrase my thing. I would, I would say air for that reason. Okay, which one I would want to have yeah. is air. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. still I'm air? still. I really between, like Earth. Yeah. I don't, what about sand bending? We're forgetting that. Sand bending. <laughs> Earth, Earth has all like the metal bending, the eventually. fringe bending as well. There's metal bending. That's there's true. I don't know. Air bending. just seems great. You're living up in the sky in the clouds. You got the being able to fly. The flying bison. Yeah. Air's my close number two. Yeah. But you I just can get think around like, easier. Yeah, flying bison's like you mentioned. Modern day practical sense, I think earth and air make the most sense. Water being third, I don't see like in a civilized, uh, debatab- just debatably like- civilized country that we live in in 2020. Yeah. Where does fire bending fit in? I know because it's like, hey, we could make fire 2,000 years ago. Yeah, we got we? enough forest fires already. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> the cool really thing about it though is that it can just be produced. Like they can just right. make it. But it really doesn't help anyone. One of the reasons I also picked Earth is, like, you can do it the most discreetly, I feel like. If you, like, had to, how are you going to do firebending discreetly? That's true. Or, like, waterbending? You can do, you yeah, can, like, air, air you like, can do, like, I'm thinking of that uh, one episode where where, where, where Aang and Toph were, like, hustling people in the streets and they were mm-hmm. using their bending. You're right, it is discreet. Yeah. Waterbending, very hard to be discreet. Firebending, virtually impossible. <laughs> I mean, you, you have flames coming out of your hands. I, they can't even make tea like yeah, under yeah, the radar. Yeah. 
When Iroh is just trying to make tea and they're like that, these fucking Jet's like this, this piece of shit. He's a fire, I know he's a fire. Jet was the, I I think I hated Jet the most. Jet was my I, yeah. I think I liked. Oh, he's like he Jet. justifies murdering like a whole village by like oh yeah we're gonna get some firebenders too. I literally liked Azula and Ozai more than Jet. I think Jet's whole like character arc was you can get away with a lot as long as you're attractive. Like that. Yeah, that's like, basically the moral they painted around him. Yeah, Katara loved him. I. That was the one thing with Katara. Like, I didn't know who... I thought at one point she was going to end up with, like, Zuko or Jet. Like, never... I really. hated that. Because, obviously, like, when you rewatch it, because I just started rewatching the first season, and they, like, plant the seeds right away. Because, like, Aang is literally in love with Katara right away. Yeah. But, like, Aang... Does, they make him a little too young, though, where it doesn't... They do seem more friendly. It's... It, yeah, it is a little weird if you think about the age. But, I don't know, like... But... Uh, like, Aang never really has, like, another, like, a side piece, you know? Katara's got Jet. Yeah. yeah. He's Zuko. got Zuko, like, kind of. I mean, Zuko's, yeah, Zuko's yeah. got, Sokka's just pulling it left and right. Sokka's, yeah. Sokka's a ladies' man. Which is, yeah. Sokka Good for him, he's got no bending, man. He's got That's no true. bending, and everyone He bends him. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he does not. <laughs> but, no, if you're going to talk about, like, one of the best Sokka side girls, which I think becomes his main girl. Um, Suki? 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 Suki is one of the most underrated characters Suki in the show. And I, I, wish told, she was I have to rewatch it, because I don't even remember their love connection at first. I know like they made him dress up in like their outfits or whatever, but I just he was clearly more into uh, Yue, the one Yue, who yeah. Yeah. I guess died. Which they fell in love. They fell in love with the moon. And now watches him every night hang out <laughs> yeah. with Suki, apparently. Yeah. That's a tough way to get past your ex-girlfriend spying yeah. on you every night. Definitely but. a downgrade. Princess to a fish that watches her boyfriend <laughs> basically cheat on you. The last thing I, like, with Aang and Katara was weird. Like, the, it was like the second last episode where they are at that stupid little play. I hated that episode so oh. much. I was I one of the better episodes. episodes. One of the better episodes. I hated that so Loved much. It. I almost fast-forwarded through it. As oh, a Aang and Katara episode. are, like, awkward together. Like, she's like, I don't know, Aang. And I'm like, oh, she's fucking in love with Zuko. And then the next episode, obviously everything goes well and they end up together. That That is, we were talking about our gripes with the show and the the, the only other one I can think of besides the way, like, they travel, which we brought up earlier, um, when, like, like, it feels rushed, the Aang and Katara, like, love thing. Like, I feel like just at the very end. All I needed was, like, <laughs> one more scene or, like, maybe, like, something in a previous season that, like, hinted that they were going to end up together. Because they had that one kiss where they're in the, the kiss at the end the is ground, like, but, like, and then... Oh, yeah. I, need, I need, like, one more thing like that. I and then I... That's, that's and it. then I believe it. Yeah. But, like, I still believe it now. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think that they're... They end up together. Obviously, like, they fall in love. Like, but... I need, I need, I need that much more to make me, like, really, really get it. Yeah, because I still think she's ending up with Zuko. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't like the recap episode. That's honestly one of my more favorite episodes. That's my top five. Are there any other episodes in particular that stick out as a top fiver? Number one. Is that really? I know number one for me is oh. Tales of Bossing Say, no doubt. That's that my one's one. super cool. Best yeah. episode. <laughs> That's a great one for sure. I like the one where they meet Toph and she's like beating the shit out of everyone and then like Aang beats her and they have to go convince her to run away. Little insider information. I actually did, did a little bit of uh, research on that. They no wanted Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> to play the boulder. Is this true? Yeah, they couldn't afford him. That's perfect. He should have just said, yeah, he, they, it would have cost them based $10 off million. Of, I mean, the, it's, it's, like, he it wasn't going to be called the boulder, but like they kind of like... Because he's the rock. Yeah, the they, they was sort of like... Would they have called they him could, the rock in the show then? Possibly. I don't know. They, they couldn't afford him though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because that whole scene, that that whole like earthbending fight scene, is all like based on WWE, yeah. like wrestling storylines or that's why I'm characters. Your favorite, Bob? 
No, but Tales of Boxing Say, the reason that's my favorite, to go back to it, um, I, that made me cry. Did you guys cry at the end? No, I can't say it. When Iroh's thought with his son? Yeah, Dude. it is super. I mean, it does get you at some points. Yeah. That was a that one got me, and it was, it was weird because it was just like a throwaway episode. They all had their own little like it was almost like that, uh, that one the comic book you mentioned, Jeremy, where it's like these little skits, yeah. But they threw it into one episode. That was cool. They had five storylines in one. episode. That's my favorite episode. Like without a doubt, that's my favorite. The only thing that I would say might be higher is the finale, just because it's the finale. Finale was the finale actually an hour and a half long when they first was, showed it. Wasn't it like four episodes or whatever? It was it four was, episodes. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm curious, like how they aired. Uh, Jordan, you probably don't remember, but like. That's how I wondered. Did they show it for two hours? I'm surprised kids had like the. Yeah, did you have to yeah. wait four weeks to watch the <laughs> finale? Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. That'd be horrible. No. Yeah, that'd be tough. What's your favorite episode though? Mine is when they're in the library, in oh, the, the desert. That's a tough. One. That's a sad there. one too. That's, that's an all time. That is such a good one. Losing funny, Appa. funny soccer episode though. Yeah. When he does uh, cactus uh, heroin? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? What <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're basically that's peyote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, is... that had me, like, literally rolling on the floor laughing. Sokka's hysterical. I think I rewind to, like, watch and re-laugh at one of those. Oh, yeah. Sokka's, like, terrible jokes are, like, so funny. Yeah. yeah. I Like, they actually get me. Sokka's very funny. Season one, he was so serious. And then, like, they, and then they, they just, decided to make him the, the funny stupid, character. They so, like, goofier over yeah. time. Yeah. That is a good pick, though, Jordan, for, like, your, your favorite episode. Because yeah. that, that one's probably in my top five as well. Like, such a cool episode. And yeah, so sad when they lose Appa. Way to go talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes full Avatar. Going back so to... so pissed. Oh, I, oh, love, I that. love that shit. Another, is that when Katara hugged him? To bring him down. To like, bring yeah, him down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just to go off of that, um, the episode where you find out what happened to Appa, it was, like... That was a good one. That's, yeah. a good one too. That's another great episode, but I actually, in doing my research for the show, I found out that that episode won an award from like PETA or like the oh, SPCA really? or yeah, something for like like portraying like animal cruelty in like a light. Yeah. Like, because you know how he's in the circus yeah. and whatnot. And, like, I thought it was. It won an award for like a good portrayal of like That's animal cruelty wow, to try to. Yeah. So, I thought that it was cool that they another just, awesome like, thing about the show. find Appa the next episode. Mm-hmm. As much as like you want them to get Appa back, they like, so wait five, six episodes until yeah, yeah, yeah. they actually get him. Jared, what about you? What was yours? The Just the second last one? Uh, no, that was, that was a top one for sure. But the ones that stick out, I think, are Zuko Alone, oh. which is where you get a lot of Zuko's flashback as yeah. he's starting to mm-hmm. make his transition from antagonist to protagonist. Um, that one's pretty heavy. That's a great, just, total character building for that entire episode. Yeah. Horrible title, though. Zuko Alone. Does I mean, it really matter what the episode title is? <laughs> Can we come up with something better? I literally, Zuko I remember... Zuko by himself. I know. <laughs> but, like, I pulled it up, and I'm just like, I don't Nobody know what's going to happen. Nobody but Zuko. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what's going to happen in this episode. <laughs> I wonder point. what characters I'll come across in this episode. <laughs> that, that is that a good one, episode, though. And then, I forget the name of it, but it's like... Episode eleven, maybe from the first season, which is where we really figure out like what the conflict is. We learn about Zuko's exile and his hunt for the Avatar oh, and what go, that like, means. Sokka goes fishing, and then Aang talks to Roku and figures out like the comet. The comet's coming. You, you that's the introduction of like the ticking clock, basically, yeah, yeah. for the rest of the season. Good. Those two stick out because as much as I think like the first season is the weakest because of the fact that it seems like the most kid show, it seems <clears throat> the most uh, yeah, a little the... haphazard. It's not. It doesn't quite share the same overarching story that the second two seasons do. That episode, again, it's like the eleventh episode or whatever. Yeah. 
sets the entire stakes on both sides, because at the time Zuko's the antagonist, Aang obviously being the protagonist, sets it, and it stays in motion for the entire season. That's that's the tick, again, the ticking clock that you they keep referring to for the rest of the show. Can I just say how happy I am that we're talking about it? Like, like <laughs> for some reason, my like my my levels of joy are going up right now because <laughs> we're awesome. talking about this. I love this show so much. I'm, I'm happy talking about it. You know, what? When did you figure out that Zuko was definitely going to be a good guy? Well, was it when Azula was like oh, no. introduced? Oh. No, they pulled the old switcheroo on my ass. Well, because when, when he fucks over Katara, you're like, holy oh, yeah. shit! I was, so, I, was yeah. I saw it coming. Didn't you think that was when? Uh, that's One of the reasons why the show is so good is because that when they're in Bossing Say, and you're like, okay, they Zuko was easily... clearly going to be a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, fuck you. They literally that yeah. really got me. And then yeah. like you see General Iroh get so sad. Like that shit was like, I was like, this is a really fucking good show. But that, but like they could have, like you talked about it earlier, that kids shows can be lazy. And like that could have been a lazy thing they could have done. They could have just been like, okay, clearly Zuko's going to become the good guy now. He's a good guy. But they pulled the old switcheroo and he mm. continued. But that's the best part is when he goes back to the Fire Nation and he gets his honor back and he realizes that this is not, not what I want. Yeah. What I want. Yeah, and then he ends up that's what makes the switch from good or from bad to good for him make more sense is that he finally got to see what would have happened if and he, he didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I feel like the show is like almost in a class of its own and why I compare it to Game of Thrones because up until like the last season and a half of Game of Thrones, when characters made decisions, they were motivated by who that character was and the experiences they had mm-hmm. previously in the show. And that you see that riddled throughout this show. Like anytime someone makes a decision, whether it's the right or wrong decision or one you agree with or disagree with, you understand why they made it. Yeah. Because they set all that up for the entire season. These characters mm-hmm. feel like fully fleshed out three dimensional people. And you again, you don't get that on Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, I, that's why it's crazy that it is a kid show. Because I'm trying to think, like Jordan watching it as a nine year old. Did you like understand? I couldn't have known. I did not understand. I, mean, I was probably like the bending. Yeah, right? I, I just like, liked the bending yeah. of the action, and then like rewatching it, I knew that I liked it a lot. But then like I actually pay attention to the content that's like in front of me, and I'm like, damn, there's like twists and turns. There's characters that you learn to like and then hate, and hate and then like, and. You're, so good. The lore and the and the like world building of this is incredible for like yeah. literally what is it sixty episodes twenty minute episodes yeah. like it feels like such a lived in world it's actually crazy like feel, yeah it's the bending that draws you in and then it's the storytelling yeah because yeah. like, like it would have been like a season where it's like all right I get it like what they're doing is cool but I, I don't care about the story but they, yeah. that makes you watch three seasons I feel like they could have kept going if they truly wanted to yeah. I mean, which they kind of do with another show. But. I almost think that's one of the best parts about it, though, is, like, Stopped I'm so it. sad it that there's seasons. only three seasons. That's true, because it could yeah. have gotten really bad if they tried to do, like, mm-hmm. six. Like, I think, like, some of the better shows in history, and I'm going to pull up another show that we talk about all the time, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's five seasons. Yeah. They cut it. They knew when to cut it off, and they said, we're going to finish this right, and we're not going to drag it out. Classic example of something that is drug out and was good and is now shitty, Walking Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead. They could have... Like, Imagine if they did that with Avatar. They're just like they had like twelve seasons of Avatar, just because everybody was watching it and everybody thought it was good. But like, no, they decided we're gonna do three seasons. It's gonna be sixty episodes, and we're just gonna tell a good fucking story and just yeah. have it end. That's a very admirable part. They could have done the Game of Thrones uh, template where they make six really good seasons, and then the studio says, "Please make this forever," and they go, "No, we want to make Star Wars," and then they just take a shit on it yeah. for the last season. That would be like if Zuko. Instead of that progression from he's about to be good to then he's bad again to then he starts to become good, that would be the equivalent of like yeah. doing that in two episodes. Is also though it's like, like it is meant for kids. It was aired on Nickelodeon. 
do they really think that kids cared when it was over, or did they not even notice? You know, like it's good I question. remember watching it, yeah. but you weren't like. But I don't. I don't ever care that I like it stopped being on the TV. You had no idea either yeah, yeah. way. One because you're twelve years old when yeah. the finale premieres, and two because the internet isn't what it was, yeah. or wasn't then what it is now. So we're not. Like, I don't remember talking about it with like friends back in the day when look, you talk about like SpongeBob episodes or something. like adults that. Adults definitely enjoy the show more than kids. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would love to see like like a breakdown of who's watching because obviously it's trending on Netflix has been for it's an entire one. month. Is it still number one? No, it was for it's a while. number ten. The last as of like oh, yesterday. Okay. But still, that's a long hold because it was one for a while. But it's still yeah, it's been like a month or so. Thirteen Reasons Why came out. And it still did knock Avatar off the list. But, <laughs> like, do you, like, I would love to see who's watching it on Netflix. Like, what is the age that's watching it on Netflix? I want to say it's 23 to 25. Those are the people that they, they yeah. love it the most. Is it's people like, our age. Because you, like, you have a connection with it from when you were a kid, and now you're like, oh shit, it's actually a good show. And you can appreciate it now. I wonder if, like, like are 30-somethings watching this show, though? Dude, my Twitter feed, so my Twitter feed probably looks a lot different than yours, because I follow a lot of online content creators, ranging from our age to older. Everyone was either talking about it when it came out, or is now like, okay, oh, I'm like- sick of hearing about it. I'm just watching it. Mm-hmm. Like people I follow who are in their 30s are like, fuck it, I'm watching Avatar now, yeah. and they're like live tweeting the episodes, like, why is this show so good? Yeah, like I'm a grown ass man who never watched this show as a kid, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. I'm gonna ask another question to you guys. Um, who was your favorite character? This is this is this is something that I find myself struggling with sometimes. I cannot decide who my favorite character in this show is. And even when we'll go we'll go around the horn and it comes back to me, I don't know who I'm gonna pick. It's so hard to decide my favorite character from this show. They're so good. So many good characters. That's tough. Oh, it's God. almost impossible to pick. There I mean I could break it, it down by different criteria for different reasons. I would probably Can't if I had to pick one <laughs> would either be off or <laughs> Zuka. Really? Uh, oh. For me, it's between, like... And again, it's basically a, a tie between, like, the main seven characters. Yeah, but. that's true. It, it is really hard to pick. Because, like, Aang is, like, the most obvious choice, but it's... Aang is just... You kind of get him the whole time. Yeah. For me, it's, like... Zuko's such a good one, because he has so much turmoil in him. I think it's it's probably Zuko for me, and then I think Sokka, because he does bring that element of, like, stupid little comedy that, like... Because he's fun. He is funny. Like, I like his little jokes here and there. And, like, he actually... The fact that he doesn't bend and he's not dead is pretty... Good <laughs> but the way he becomes a warrior... The way he becomes a warrior, too, and that's, like, his whole, like, thing. And so, uh, going back to episodes, that was a good episode where oh, we yeah. learned, like, the his... sword bending. Yeah, of course, he becomes a master yeah. in one day. I can't really buy it, but... Makes a freaking sword out of a meteor. <laughs> that was yeah, cool. That, that was shit sweet. was sweet. That's gotta be one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, that is cool. Mine, it might be... Toph. Or... Zuko's sick. But, like, Toph, I feel like Toph brings, like, the best to that season. Like, the whole, such she a good introduction. Her. Yeah. Because you like, have the three of them. Yeah, yeah. And they had the fourth, and you're like, I don't know if I need another person. Then you're like, could have got yeah, real yeah, stale if they didn't. Yeah, yeah it could have been. So she brought, I think, exactly what the show needed. Because each time you think, think they're gonna like bring someone on like that, I, I forget his name, the one Earthbender where they break his dad out of prison. Like you think he's gonna join? Oh, really early on? Yeah, yeah. You they come back later, and he comes back later yeah. with a mustache for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they talk about it, but so like you think they're gonna bring people on, but I think they chose wisely to like to wait until the right time, and then like it's an actually like unique character. And another way they build the story is like they could have had Aang's like hundred ten year old friend like join the group or whatever and teach him Earthbending. 
but they choose to like find a new character that actually I love makes that, sense. That I love that like like where he's where Boomy's like considered the best Earthbender of all time, and he's like this old wise man, yeah. and like it took him years to learn this stuff. And then you put that with Toph, who's like, what is she in the show? Ten? I think she's yeah. like ten. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. she's clearly. <laughs> Like the best earthbender, like you know Invents what I mean. Invents a new earthbending technique. That yeah. and, and we talked. We we're not going to mention Korra until later, possibly. But like, yeah. it's literally becomes an entire new style of bending. But that's the cool oh, part the about Toph. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. It's uh, it's it, that. That's why Toph. Like originally, when Toph first like was on, I was just like, I don't like this. I don't need. <laughs> yeah. I don't need another person in the show. I got. I got. I got. I, got. I like my friends the way they <laughs> yeah. are. I like Katara. I like Aang. I like Sokka. I like Appa. I like Momo. I don't need anybody else, you know? And then, like, Toph, like, kind of came in, and I'm just like, oh, this is... She is... She's funny, too. Yeah, Hysterical. She I think hilarious. The My biggest, like, laugh-out-loud moment, because there's definitely a lot of funny moments in the show, but the one where I, like, caught myself, like, uncontrollably laughing out loud is when she's about to drown... I think they're crossing like Serpent's oh, yeah. Path or whatever, yeah, yeah. and Suki saves her, and she's like, oh, Sokka, yeah. thank you, and kisses her on the cheek, yeah. and she's like, uh, it's just Suki, yeah. and she's like, just let me drown. <laughs> yeah. I thought her, her relationship with Sokka was really funny, though, like, because Sokka would say something stupid, she would make fun of it, that would be like the funnier part to yeah, me. Yeah. Let me, let me round up the, what, what started this whole conversation when we were talking about our favorite character. For me, Zuko is... Is my like my go to like like gun to my head? I'm going. Besides his like annoying little outbursts every single second, I like, like that though. I think I, I think I, it shows his it immaturity. Got a you know? That's true. But yeah. like, uh, it, I don't want to say Zuko because I feel like that's played out to say Zuko because he has the best oh, oh, arc. Fuck me and Jeremy. No, he has <laughs> no, but he has the best arc. Clearly, he has like the most character development. Aang, like we said, Ben, you mentioned it earlier. It's easy to pick Aang because nine-year-old Jordan picked Aang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's almost nothing to not like about Aang. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, even yeah. his conflict, he's pretty like, level-headed. His, so, like, his conflict is like likable in a weird way. Yeah. Or, like I don't like as opposed to like even Zuko's conflict is like all right, well. Don't be an asshole. Be a good guy. Aang's like, how do I be a good guy? Yeah. yeah. Even for me though, like a, a character we haven't talked about a lot yet is Azula, and mm. she doesn't have as good of an arc as Zuko. But like Azula to me is so interesting. So like I'm gonna put her in like my upper echelon of. She's a really good bad, like evil character. Very she good. Is. But like I said, gun to my head, who am I picking? It's gotta be Zuko. Zuko is the best character in Avatar. Just and crazy. Yeah, just because of the arc. But Aang is like, like Zuko is here, Aang is right here. Like it's, it's For the audio listeners, those are very close hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing about Zuko, too, though, is like, General Iroh plays like a huge role. Really, then, hold on. My favorite character is Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Iroh. He's dude. like the he's most. Dope. Whenever he's on screen, it's like, you know, you're going to either like laugh or like fucking cry. Yeah. He's or, like so amazing. Or like change your life's views because <laughs> you're like why is this cartoon character telling me things <laughs> that, that I feel like I should that's why like when life. Zuko's like look at the clouds the clouds tell us meaning like how he's trying to be his uncle I, should, I thought that was funny too there, yeah. there are so many times where Iroh would say something and I'm like a human being wrote this like <laughs> this isn't actually like Iroh isn't a human being just creating these words of his own fruition someone wrote this and my God, are they They're some of the genius. best writers? They need like to write a book for me to read. <laughs> uh, if if he like curated a religion, I would 
blindly follow. It would be right? just drink tea and fucking yeah. play uh, pie show. Because you're right, because he's Dude, so... I would play pie show. Is that a real game? Could you actually learn how to play it? I should have created that. I bet someone did. Somebody on Reddit has made some shit about it. No, but he is so, like... He's funny. He's his wisdom is like incredible. Like sometimes he can be like super intense, like when he is bending, which is very rare in the show. Which is one of the things I like is that they don't show it that much when he bends. Like he's like he's everything. Like he 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 really is. Like I know I just said Zuko is my favorite character. For somehow I forgot about such Iroh. a flip flopper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Iroh is 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 probably one of the best characters in the show. He, yeah, he's Don't the reason Zuko is like a great character though because he's that like good angel on top of all the bad angels. Absolutely. How about this though? Are there is there a bad character in the show? Oh, that's a good one. Let me think. I think Jet is honestly one Jet's a, one of, of the few that <laughs> yeah, sticks yeah. out. I fucking hate Jet. And it's not even Hey Jet if you're listening. <laughs> it's not even that he's like written to be an unlikable character. There's a difference there between someone who's intentionally unlikable, but I don't think that they gave him like the motivation and reasoning behind his views of the world. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't make as much sense as they wanted you to think it made sense. Yeah, because yeah, he's just kind of like, the Fire Nation's fucking me over, so I'm fucking every, everybody yeah, over. Everyone over, yeah. So it's the only way to take out the Fire Nation is by... Killing. Taking out everybody. Brute force, it doesn't matter who gets in the way. And it's just like, I get that once they realize Jet's kind of full of shit, and they realize what his real ideology is, they kind of call him out on it. But the fact that he's able to get like a dozen people behind him, I guess it's not unrealistic, but it's like... It's a pretty extreme view of the world. Well, we were talking about it earlier about whether or not he dies. Because <laughs> they can't talk about it in the show because they yeah. won't mention, like, somebody dying. But, like, he clearly does die. Can I... I totally forget this part. When what does is, he, quote-unquote, die? When he was... In bossing say he gets hypnotized... Which is another great oh, yeah. arc of episodes, that, by the way. That was I was going to bring that up in episode with the Dai yeah. Li when you find out that oh, they're running yeah. bossing say and they have like the hypnotizing underground lair or so, whatever. Oh, okay. so they they take Jet, they hypnotize and then he him. Becomes good again. Then they real they convince him he was hypnotized or whatever. They start, but then he's still Gets like triggered. Again. He's got like the Winter Soldier thing where if you just say mm-hmm. Homecoming, he he flips back <laughs> into his old self. So they fight him. I don't remember exactly how he dies. I don't either. Doesn't but he, like fall into fire was, or something. But it was funny because like from a high yeah. distance. Ben, in your least favorite episode, the uh, the play one. I they, definitely <laughs> wasn't watching that closely though. Ben no, Ben, ben has said that, that he hates that episode, but they do mention it. <laughs> He's on record. They mention it. They say like when they talk about Jeff Sokka's like, "What happened to him?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the, they when like the, poke fun at their own thing that they that's can't why I show. Love like, that that's funny. Yeah. They they recap the whole. The entirety of the show, right before it's about to get super serious with Ozai yeah. and everything. I get the logistics of it. You're, but then you're they, trying to but they're me. able to poke fun at. They, they clearly took criticism, yep. and that fed into the episode. When Jet, the actor who's playing Jet, dies on stage, and someone's like, "Did he die?" And then I, I think maybe Osaka might have been someone else who's like, "I don't know. It was kind of ambiguous. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. There was never really a clear answer on that." <laughs> Like, they totally, like, yeah, you're right, they acknowledge and that, that's the like critics. them breaking the fourth wall and, like, mm-hmm. basically just talking to the audience. And it happens throughout the whole, the, all the actors who play the main characters are, like, super hyperbolized, and it's people complaining that Katara is, like, bossy and too emotional, so they make the actors playing Katara bossy and emotional mm-hmm. the whole that's time. That's why that episode is so good. Yeah. Like, I love that about it. I hated that about that. I just <laughs> it, the whole time I'm like, I don't need this episode. Maybe it's because I binge watched it. You guys, we, we were doing this podcast. I had like four days to watch this whole show. Basically, I think I watched the show in two days. Yeah, well, you I watched the last season in two days. You know what that was for, though? People like Jordan that was watching on TV. 
Yeah. They're probably like, it's been two years no, since see, I saw season one. I had, <laughs> give me a recap. That right? makes total sense, but as I was binge watching, I'm like, I fucking just watched all this. I don't need the recapper. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Jordan, think... do you remember that episode fondly? <laughs> <laughs> no. <not really>. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you like it when you watched it this time? Because you two loved it. I hated oh. it. Was... Yeah, yeah. I, I cruised through it, um, and it was... I just picked out a lot of different. My favorite part was any time they'd go into the spirit world. I like wanted oh, to know yeah, more true. about the Avatar, and like the I thing about this show avatars. is they really like Watch hide Cora. things from you and like give it to you at a good spot, which is like a test of a good, or I guess, a good show. So, yeah. okay. Even in the spirit world, like how they have side characters, like the one who steals faces, like that shit scared oh, me. That was like genuinely yeah. scary. Oh, the dragon for, or... <laughs> for you or for I, I was genuinely afraid, and I don't know why kids are watching <laughs> that, that shit. Freaky. Um, can I? Because Jordan brought up something interesting. Um, okay, here's my question: What's your least favorite episode? The one with the two groups of people going through the desert. Bingo! <laughs> that is the only bad episode. Okay, that's yeah, the that's worse than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Can we unanimously agree on that? Yeah. Just for yeah. the yeah. sake of well, all our listeners that, that are listening right now. That episode was so you, bad. I'm about, yeah. you can Why skip. was that so bad? I don't know. I hated it. Because it was a side story that didn't advance the plot whatsoever. Exactly. Besides them passing. And it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't. Yeah. It was actually annoying. Yeah. The whole episode was awful. Because uh, those two groups were just... And they don't come back at all. They were yeah. like, oh, yeah. we're not bringing those movies. So we can say, back. without a doubt, for all the big movie boys listening at home right now, that <laughs> season one, I'm assuming, that was season that's one, like right? episode. That's like the episode that's right like before the, the one I was brought up earlier. I think it was. That is the worst episode of Avatar. And I'm pretty sure... I don't remember exactly how they do it, but I'm pretty sure they make fun of that episode in the recap episode as well. Yeah, which is my second least favorite episode. Well, <laughs> it should rank high, be ranked higher just by the virtue of them making fun of your least favorite episode. Isn't it? <laughs> That's a good point. I, I do want to go back to what Jordan was just mentioning, though, about the spirit bending. Or not spirit bending, spirit the world. Spirit, spirit world. world. Like, Such a cool part to add into a show. This is a kid's yeah. show. They do we, so do we need that? Probably not. To, to get greenlit on Nickelodeon, do we need all of that, like, world building and all that, like, almost mythology, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it almost feels like a real, like... It, it feels like the way they kind of build religions in Game of Thrones yeah. is, yeah. like, what this feels like. Like, did a kid's show need that to get greenlit on Nickelodeon? Probably not. Did they decide to do it? They did. And did it end up really good? Certainly. Like, yeah, the way he could talk to past avatars was just... Yeah, yeah. The entire idea of the Avatar and, like, everything that goes into being the Avatar and, like, the connection to the real spirit world. world. I know. I was yeah, yeah. fuck. That's my <laughs> only complaint about the show is that it makes our world so lame by comparison yeah. that I hate waking up every day not being a bender. Yeah. Imagine being born in that world and not being a bender because there's <laughs> yeah. people that, that don't that's bend. What like, I that is a state worse than hell. That's what I, uh, I kind of didn't understand. That's like erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, that, is the, that is the equivalent. Like, why can't Sokka learn waterbending? Is there, is there any explanation of that? Not in Avatar. There's They kind of touch on it a little. There's not an explanation, but they explore that idea more in Korra. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's not, there's not, like, yeah, like you said, there's not a strict explanation for it. It's but not like, because she got some certain gene. Yeah, no, no, well... Maybe, probably. I don't think there's... It, it can be played either way, honestly, but, um... It, it it is cool that like some people are benders, some people aren't. Like it's it would it makes it better, I think, because if everyone's doing it, then it it really collides. Because then it makes it seem more normal, yeah. And then like not as special as it actually is. Like oh, you water bend? That's wild! Like shit like that. Yeah, that's true. So it's like hey, what's up? Can you hand me that water over there? <laughs> so we don't need to end the TV show discussion, but before we get into the movie, because we should do that sooner than later. Do you guys want to just talk about the finale of this show? Because for me, 
watching the finale for the very first time through the, again because I'd seen the first season and a half. Everything leading up to the finale of Aang's conflict to then see the conclusion, I was so. Yeah. I mean, if the show wasn't as hyped as it was, being called a perfect show, I might have been more hesitant. But I was expecting to be let down by the finale, and you were wrong as fuck, right? Besides <laughs> one too. minor detail, I think it well, blew I mean, out I mean, all I mean, expectations. I would like to hear that minor detail. Yeah. My only complaint with the finale is how when they're fighting and Ang gets knocked back, and then just yeah, the corner of the rock knocks his chakra, it opens that final chi yeah, chakra, whatever. That's how that conflict is solved. Is a little weak. I can I'm willing to that. overlook that based on everything else. Yeah. I can get with that, but I like. To me, the way, the way it plays out is like he is losing. Like he is not going to win this. He needs some lucky thing to happen, and it's not. It's not like a like an ex machina sort of thing where like it's just an instant fix. It's like. It, it, he needs luck. Like, like the way the thing plays out is he needs something lucky to happen if he's going to beat the Fire Lord. Think about it. This dude's got to fucking master all four elements in, what, a year? And you I know? don't think he ever actually he didn't. He didn't. his fire. He, he needs something lucky to happen to him. It, 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 like, the way the whole show plays out is, like, when going into the final battle with the Fire Lord, I did not think Aang was going to win, which is crazy for a kid's show, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the, good, the good guy always wins, right? But then you go into this finale and you're like, I really don't think Aang's going to win. Because you're like, how is he going to pull this out of his ass? And he pulled it out of his ass by out pure luck. Yeah, out of his, out of his back. <laughs> so like, out but, of but his like, new asshole that Zula gave him with yeah. the lightning shot. Normally I would hate something like that. Like in any other like form of media or any type of movie or TV show, like I would hate an ending like that where it's just like a lucky whatever the fuck happened but like the way they played it he needed something lucky to happen like he was going to lose if that that. didn't happen but I think they should have done I don't know just something a little different to make it I rewatched it I actually rewatched for some reason I told you that I started rewatching season one I rewatched the finale before I watched season one and rewatching it through it's it's better it's great that the reason why it's so great is uh, Bobby you were saying like Mm -hmm. you you think like the Fire Lord's gonna win, but in the back of your mind, you know Aang's gonna like win, obviously. But you they still do a great yeah. job of like during the episode, you don't know for sure. You're, you're like, sweaty. F- you're, you're, sweaty. Like, you're like on the edge of your seat, like oh, yeah. how is he gonna do this though, yeah. and how are they gonna make it happen? And kind of what Jordan was saying earlier, where they they don't give you everything right away. They like they sprinkle things in. They only give you stuff when it's like absolutely necessary or mm-hmm. it's like perfectly timed out. And I think the way that they introduce the line turtle. Just oh, yeah. that interaction, and it's so confusing. Like the lion <laughs> yeah. turtles' words are so, like so. Ambiguous. I would need to watch that again. Another thing, I'm going to bring this up because originally that was a gripe for me. Is I was like, I feel the lion turtle just kind of throws that that spirit bending thing where he can take his bending away. That seems a little out of nowhere. I actually did see a clip from the episode, your favorite episode, when they're in the library. Okay. Uh, Ang opened a book, and there was a bunch of information about a lion turtle. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. So I actually was rewatching clips on YouTube and that came up and I was just like one of the things that I didn't like about the show is I feel like the lion turtle was rushed and they just threw it in there and like, oh here we go, Aang can take his bending away because the lion turtle told him. Turns out that Aang already knew about lion turtles because of that previous episode. That's wild. That's there's I'm assuming there's a lot more things like yeah. that. If you just rewatch the show, yeah. yeah. But I, but when I thought about that, I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Like that for a kid show like this, you know what I mean? Like that—that that was it's a season that seed that far long ago, too. Because it seems like it's out of nowhere. But guess what? It ain't because they talked about it a season before. You know, like that's why this is such a good show. Like it, it's crazy that they they do this like over seasons. Like 
there's uh, these overarching things like in yeah, especially the lion turtle in this case. How that finale just like wraps everything up, and like I was saying, the spirit world is like my favorite part of the show, and the whole lead up to that season finale is like basically where they give you everything about the spirits. And he's talking yeah. to all the yeah, past he's avatars. talking to all the avatars. Yeah, that was good turtle. too. I'm that like, was super cool when he's talking to the past yeah, avatars because yeah. they they get into Roku a lot, obviously. Yeah. They get into uh, Kyoshi, Kyoshi a yeah. little bit, mm-hmm. but they never get to that waterbender one. I forget his name. Uh, or her it's name. like it, yeah, it's it's amazing. But like, yeah. but like when they did, I was like, I, I'm like, give me more past yeah, advertisers. Yeah. You say it's in the next show or whatever, but that's, that that's is a, that is a sweet aspect of that show. Yeah. That's something I'll touch on in the end too, because we're gonna talk back to it, yeah. like a tad bit about it. But can I touch on one thing? I, I know you're sort of talking right now, but like one of my favorite parts about the show is that you don't see Ozai until the third season. Yeah, that that's impressive. Like, yeah. Pretty badass. Uh, let's not waste too much breath on this travesty of a movie the last airbender came out on july 1st 2010 written and directed by m night Shyamalan. i said it last week for the repeat listeners the twist is this movie sucks (laughs) (laughs) this uh was pitched as a trilogy they wanted he wanted to make a you know one movie for each book they greenlit the first one. Which is one. fine for that. That idea is okay. But everything the, else is bad. The creators of the show didn't want it made. Nickelodeon Studios didn't want it made. How did this get made? I That's tell wild you. because when Nickelodeon Nickelodeon Studios pops up when you're about to watch it, and I'm like, why did they this say yes I'm, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I didn't write who it started. I just wrote star shit actors. Um, it's probably not their fault. They didn't have anything to work with. IMDb gives us a 4.1 out of 10. Metacritic scores it at a 20. Rotten Tomatoes sits at a 5%. That's the one I agree with the most. All too high. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we're all familiar with the late, great Roger Ebert, one of the most famous movie critics of all time. He said something about this movie? He did review this movie. He took the time to fucking review this. I want to hear this. It's incredible. (laughs) I want to hear this. So the movie's called The Last Airbender. His the title of his review is Let's Hope It Is. <laughs> That's great. He gave it half a star, which I think I don't know this for certain, but I think just by virtue of it being complete means in his eyes it's more than zero. So point five is the lowest rating he can give it. Uh, just the very the first three sentences of his review is all I'm gonna read for you. The last airbender is an agonizing experience in every category I can think of and others still waiting to be invented. The laws of chance suggest that something should have gone right. Not here. <laughs> That's incredible. Lord. Wow. I couldn't agree. He goes, He's you right. should, the review is short. I suggest read you read it because it's incredible. He does spend a little bit of time complaining about the fact that it was a 3D movie. Didn't make a difference to me since I watched it on Netflix. This movie was 3D? It, now thinking back, it, it definitely was 3D because the stupid <laughs> They made it for 3D. Yeah. 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 Well, God, that had to make it not better at all. The final note, that just an absolutely mind-blowing statistic, is not only did this movie make $320 million, clearly just cashing out on people who like the show. Wow. Even worse than that is that it had a $150 million budget, and I couldn't tell you where $149 million of those dollars they went. They were just throwing you know that in a fucking fire. I don't know. You know it didn't go to the, like, the actors, because the actors no are not big names, big names enough. No, no. So the, like it went into all that M. Night Shyamalan? The character who played Ong... <laughs> We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, come on. That's Hold on. No, no, no. Let me, let me, no, 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 no. Because no. now I'm fired up. Now I'm fucking pissed off, dude. I'm fucking pissed off. I said in the beginning, 
I said in the beginning, when you introduced us, I said, I'm fucking pissed off. And the reason I'm pissed off is this goddamn fucking movie. <laughs> I hate this movie, dude. Ong and Soka and... Soka. Iro. Iro. Oh my god! The fact that they screwed up Ira, like I'm because he's scared to do it. Okay, so like the, 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 the like the actors might have seen the show. Maybe if they didn't see the show, they might have read how their uh, name was written and been like, "I would say it this way." And then my Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not Aang. You're Ong. <laughs> that makes Sokka, you're they not Sokka. Didn't watch the show. Yeah, right? Sokka, no, you're a uh, Soka. Oh Iro, Iro. I would say this Iro. Um, no, you're Iro. Like what? I was trying to. Figure That's got to be on purpose, right? I was trying to figure out how you go from... But then they're still white. It just makes no sense. Make any sense. How do you go from the source material of the TV show to this movie? Yeah. The only theory I could come up with is that M. Night Shyamalan could only watch the show. He couldn't actually watch it. It was just on in another room. So he could only kind of hear it a little bit <laughs> through the walls, and then he wrote his script based on what he could hear through the walls. Even, like, I feel like Iroh played a big role in this movie, more so than the show, even though he's big in the show, but... And to get his character so wrong. Yeah. Like, he's Even a by the looks. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a chubby guy to fucking play the role. Yeah. It's so easy. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, my God. And ah, I hated every single character. Like, I, as much as I loved every character in the show, I hated every character in the it's almost game. It's almost, like, impressive how they could make it so <laughs> bad. Yeah. Like, so There's fucking bad. Legitimately nothing redeemable about this movie. No. And it, I, I'll admit, I fell asleep through 45 minutes of it. Don't know what I missed. Didn't go back to watch it. You know, I never will. You know what you miss? Oh, a crock of shit. <laughs> and you know, if if you listen to episode whatever the fuck it was, probably five, when I reviewed Cats and I said that it was the worst movie I had ever seen in my entire life. Guess what? <laughs> There's a new worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. This is the this is so much worse than Cats. It's actually unbelievable to me. Like it, this is so fucking bad. You know what I wanted to say? One thing, Jeremy. Ever since this podcast started, I've seen the two fucking worst movies <laughs> of my entire life because of this podcast. Well, Honestly, though, Cats so shitty, and <laughs> this is like this makes Cats look like a fucking <laughs> Oscar nominee, dude. It, this is the shittiest Don't you fucking think movie. They could have at least made it enjoyable in the aspect how, like, we talked earlier about how, like, the airbending and, like, the bending just draws you in as the show. It's so bad in the movie. It's, like, yeah, 20 they, minutes even that isn't cool to watch. Like, I was, like, I knew the movie was going to be bad just from reviews or whatever, Aang's but I thought they to, would get that good. Ang's trying to move a fucking leaf across the table and it takes 25 <laughs> minutes of setup to do anything. And I'm confused, because like you said, Jeremy, like, did he watch that movie, or did he watch that TV show in another room? Like, did he not hear it? Like, okay, there's a lot of scenes where Ang could just go... Just fucking just blow somebody out of the way. Yeah. But he's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like, did he watch the show? Because on the show, they never do that. There's there's quick moves. There's, like, like jabs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the big-ass moves that take so long. Exactly. But they make every move take so long in this movie. And it just... The whole time I was like, oh, my God, I would just punch him right in the face because <laughs> he's doing right? so long. What's the runtime of setup for moves in this movie? It's I, just an hour. So when I woke up towards the very end, and they're in the North Pole, and... Ong goes into the <laughs> Ovatar state or Dude, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the Ovatar. And so in the, in the show, he becomes like the giant koi, like moon spirit yeah. thing. I was looking forward to that. I was, I was like, to see how they there's no it. way they pull that off. So instead, he spends, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes creating a tidal wave that then just sinks. Yeah. It was it, nothing. Nothing happened. No. Hey, what did the firebenders do? <laughs> just like, that's a big wave. We should get the fuck out of here, right? Why yeah. wouldn't they just be like, oh, he's, he stopped glowing. The wave went down. Let's go back. Yeah. Like, we need to we need to win. Like, what are they thinking? Like, 
I guess you could do it again. Like, like, like what is the threat? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure the implication in the show when he in that scene in the show is he like kills like hundreds of people. Yeah. He's <laughs> slicing with, yeah, he's slicing battleships in half with his fucking. He was more scary in that scene than he was when he had all the four elements glowing around. Yeah. Him. And, and, and like you said, Jeremy, like you were like, how are they gonna pull it off? I was sitting there thinking like, holy fuck, could there be a good scene in this movie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I didn't know this movie was in 3D, but imagine buying a ticket, putting on your 3D glasses, and there's four bending moves, and they look like shit. There really was only like four yeah. bending moves. And you only saw... One of them is Ong in the <laughs> <Dude>, Don't stop! <laughs> Jeremy's gotta stop saying Ong, I Ong. One of the three bending moves is Ong wooter bending, and it's just like these three pillars of wooter coming out. <laughs> It's so true. When that happened, I was like, why is that intimidating at all? Yeah. Oh, in Roger Ebert's uh, review, he's like, the very first scene of this movie is Kataro waterbending this bubble that just doesn't make any sense, and then it drops on Soka off screen, and he, when he shows up on screen, he's not wet. <laughs> but he actually utters a line, and I always get wet when you do this waterbending. Oh my god, the... Soka's wig and all the oh. wigs in this are so Does he have, like, good. four lines in the movie? I feel like he doesn't talk. He just I hated him so much. Yeah. Well, he's also... He looks 25. <laughs> they couldn't yeah, get anyone is. younger to play this role. Uh, the, uh... Not to, like, make fun of a child or anything, but the actor oh, who played it. Ong... Never acted before this, never acted again after. I looked him up, he was just, like, some martial arts reason. kid, which is, like... That's uh, not surprising. If you go down that lane, whatever, but, like... I don't know. I had no connection with Ong at all. Like, I wanted I wanted him to lose. Like, let, me, let me reel it back in, because you mentioned how the guy that was playing Aang <laughs> was a martial in artist. In the movie, he's playing Ong. Yeah. They but anyway, a hundred times. Because we, we, we need to go back a little bit to, to the actual animated series. Uh, I guess that each bending style was actually based off of martial art, and they had a martial arts like instructor on for each scene, and they sort of choreographed each thing like Fire bending's based off of so and so martial art. Kung water food. bending's yeah, water bending's based off of this. Air bending's based off of that. Like you know, one of that's one of the things we'll go back to talk about how good the show was. But back to the abomination of a movie. I think the biggest flaw in this movie is like they don't take the time at all to build like Katara and Aang and Ong's no. relationship at or all. Anything? I, I feel like they're not the show, friends. They don't look like they don't even like, just each like other. hey, we we happen to be doing yeah. They don't like each yeah, other at all. Katara's like we have to save Ong for. I don't remember what they did in the fucking movie. No, what? There, there's a whole they, scene they in, in the igloo or whatever with their grandma where it's like... Grand grand. It's too long of a scene where Katara's like, Soka, why do you take care of me? And he's like, because you're my responsibility. And she's like, well, Ong's our responsibility. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> because you found him and then... This weird thing happened where Zuko showed up and told everyone his name and backstory, and then Ong made no attempt to hide his tattoos, and they found him right away, and Zuko, who's been on this mission for years, didn't seem at all excited. I thought they just happened to be in the South Pole. I, I know that happens in the show, too, but it just pissed me way more off in the movie. They got way too many small details right, and, like, no major <laughs> big details right. They really Nothing. did. The fact that... Firebenders in this movie can only bend the 
conveniently placed fire pits that are just everywhere. <laughs> Which, bad strategy by the water. They're like, hey, we need to blow all these fires out, but yeah. they don't do any of in the, in the TV show, The Siege of the North, the, the final two episodes that are the season one finale, which is the finale of this movie, you're right. The fire that's just conveniently placed. Why do what? Put out the fucking fire. <laughs> You're waterbenders. And they waited until put, the morning. Yeah. They didn't put really out wait. the fucking fire. It's the easiest thing to do. What are they going to <laughs> I don't understand. Like, but why is M. Night Shyamalan just like, you know what? Those, know these firebenders are interesting. Let me just make it so they can't, they need fire around them. Like, like, what is the point? That's never a thing in the show. It's something complete that he made up to make it harder to firebend. But then it, he makes it more convenient because there's fire everywhere. It doesn't make any I think he tried sense. making it seem like, oh, more realistic that they need fire around than just like whipping it up. But like, even like, just that's so fucking so, so what are you someone's, to appease? someone's like, hey, M. Night, uh, you know, they don't need fire. It's just like the other elements that need it. He's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to do it my way and it's going to suck. Well, he did the whole movie his way and it sucked. Yeah. I'll ask you guys because I don't want to waste any more breath on this movie. Yeah. I'll ask you guys what your favorite scene was because my favorite oh, scene, God. the movie, right. yeah. That's a tough question, question, but favorite scene. It's, you fell asleep. Was it that scene? <laughs> you were asleep for forty five minutes. It was the scene that put me to sleep. <laughs> it was maybe the funniest thing I've seen on film in my entire life. Where they go to this prison camp. Mm. The Fire Nation's genius plan was to hide or to capture all of the Earthbenders. <laughs> Put them in one place, surrounded by Earth, and only have, like, two little bonfires set up, which is apparently their only source of bending, and then Ong shows up and, for, like, five minutes Dude, straight, goes, <laughs> you're Earthbenders! Fight back! And it wasn't even him who did that in the show, it was but guitar. You, yeah, but you know, off of the show, like, the, they were on that metal, metal ship, ship, and they why the it fuck was M. Night, M. Night just like, no, we'll get rid of that. We'll put them in Earth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just they idi- would have done this ten years ago. Exactly. And it's then, just an idiotic fucking use of this fucking property as Avatar yeah, to put yeah. into a movie. It's horrible. The bow on top of that scene is you see seven or eight guys choreographed in the same martial arts moves, and then a boulder the size of my head floats by <laughs> at about two miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bending's nice horrible. That's yeah. what... That's what it took yeah. eight men to do, is to move this, in, like... In 20- 3D, they were like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> and that was probably like, yeah, this, this is gonna be sweet in 3D. <laughs> I, he, he couldn't have been proud of this, right? Oh, I gotta think he's like, well, what the fuck? I should yeah. probably watch this show. Let's, uh, let's forget this movie ever existed, if we can, please. Ong. And, uh... <laughs> Ong is dead to me. <laughs> I, uh, I came up with a little game... Pretty simple game, but uh, if you're a long-time listener, all three of you, then you know we we talk about uh, a lot of different celebrities, different actors on the show, and there's some that come up on multiple occasions, some that come up every week, to be quite honest. Yep. I can't uh, think of them. So I, you'll, you'll remember them when they come up. <laughs> I compiled a list of approximately a dozen actors or just prominent people that we've discussed in the past nine episodes, and I wanted to, as a group, we determine which... Fire, or which bending ability we think that this person would possess. Okay. First one's super easy. We'll start with the softball. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is fucking fire, obviously. And you know he's using it to cook those steaks, boy. Yeah. <laughs> How much more entertaining would his shows be if he was a firebender? Oh. oh, my God. It actually wouldn't surprise me. I feel like he actually <laughs> might... He might actually be a firebender. Yeah. Also, the name Fire Lord Fieri would be <laughs> sick. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> Fire Lord Fieri. 
imagine him growing his hair out a little bit longer. That d- bleach, like stark white hair that he has, and it, he pulls it up into like one of those top knots. Guy Fieri's hair looks like he was electrocuted. Like. <laughs> he probably would have electrocution bending. That's as well. true. Mm. That yeah. Elec- what, what do they call it? Lightning bending. Lightning bending. bending yeah. Uh, second one I think will be pretty easy as well. At least I know my pick. Chris Hemsworth. I would say fire. Cause fire you, because lightning, lightning, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, I wasn't considering lightning. He's, but he's a little broody. I was, I was thinking earth. I was going to say, I would say brute. I think of earth. I think of like a nice no, alpha male. I think yeah. of water. He, he looks like an Aquaman. Wow, guy, I like that. He's okay. like this a is blonde looking. Yeah. I can get with I that, but, I, but I'm, I'm going like with fire because of the lightning. Did we say all four? Did everything about air? Did anyone say air though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my my initial was Earth. I could see water for sure. I wasn't really considering Thor lightning, which I guess the only thing that move on my the only thing that's associated with Thor. You figured throw that out the window. Well, to be fair, I was thinking of uh, what was the movie? The very first movie we did, the Extraction. Extraction. That's where I was pulling these. Okay. When I was going through catalog. When you think Chris Hemsworth, you think Extraction, not. <laughs> when I was making the list, it was because of extraction. And in that movie, he punches probably 80 people through a wall. So he actually earthbends in the movie. I think he does, honestly. Who's um, next? Next up, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Airbender. Airbending, Are you obviously. Kidding me? That's, the other, that's the other easy one. Air Jordan. Oh, I, that was, are you picking people that might actually be benders? But he's, he's I, Air yeah, Jordan. Yeah. He's Air Jordan, obviously. But I think he is the rage of a fucking firebender. Yeah, I agree. He fucking hates everyone. He would be born an airbender and then all of a sudden just shoot flames yeah. out of his yeah, head. He, he might be the Avatar. The first ever. Like, <laughs> You're only, right. Only Michael Jordan is the Avatar. <laughs> That's a very good point. He probably is. Jeremy is looking for benders for these answers, but guess what? Michael Jordan's the Avatar. <laughs> the Avatar yeah. I've got a. I've got a very strong opinion on this one. Friend of the show, Robert Pattinson. This is hard. I'll let you guys answer first. Cause <sighs> he's too skinny for Friend of the show. You know? yeah, this is hard. This is way harder than it should be. I don't know. He's so light, like white to me. I'm going with like fucking water. I'm going to say he's like Sokka. He doesn't bend. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I love that. I love the monkey wrench. I'll admit I considered that. What my vote was going to be was for a, like, Fringe earth bending, either sand or metal bending. Mm, oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah, sand's good. To me, he seems like a water bender. You know, I might go with uh, Jordan here. He's a fucking Sokka. He's uh, a. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He's a squid. What was our line about Sokka? He's a. Uh, oh, he's a bitch bender. Bitch bender. <laughs> yeah, he's a bitch bender. <laughs> well, Rob Pattinson is a bitch bender. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, Rob. How are you doing? We love having you here, Robert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next one on my list is. Nicholas Cage, oh. <laughs> the Tiger Bender. No, that's an Earth Bender, dude. Nicholas Cage. He's, he's got, an Earth fucking. He's got bender. big old knuckles. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a, yeah. I think he might just be an Earth Bender now. He I just hits walls. I think Nicholas, Nicholas Cage might be the Avatar. Disagree. <laughs> I'm gonna say Bloodbender. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I'm never changing. I'm changing my. He's a Bloodbender. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get down with yeah, that. That's funny. Yeah, that's a good the one. only other thing I was going to consider was Ghost Rider or Firebender. Okay. Yeah. But no, I think Bloodbender. So you think of Nicholas Cage, you no, think Earthbender Ghost Rider. Because he's... But you think of Chris Hemsworth and you think <laughs> <laughs> No, this is why he's Earthbender. I like Bloodbending. He's finding the Declaration of... He's fucking <laughs> moving all these things. In the <laughs> second movie, he's moving the monuments to fucking find these, this gold. Next up on the list, Dane Duhon. 
Dane Duhon's a fucking loser bender. He's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Dane Duhon is probably... He's an earth bender. Er, air bender. No. He's, he, he's yeah. flying. He flies in the fucking... That's true. That's uh, how I see him. No, he seems like a bad guy. Probably firebender. He's a resentful non-bender. I, uh, you yeah. just don't like Dane Duhon. <laughs> well, that's... I think we Jeremy go back to Dane Duhon. Uh... An unmastered. Do you know who Dandy Han is? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> that nope. Sums it up. Who is Dandy Han? Uh, one of the best actors of the generation. Moving on. <laughs> what? Radical. Uh, next on my list. Oh. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. The Avatar. <laughs> oh my God. No, Michael B. Jordan is probably an earthbender. He yeah, seems pretty is. alpha. He's pretty broody. I've seen Creed too many times to not imagine yeah, punching yeah. rocks That's at exactly, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Earth is good. I would have considered Fire as well, though. But he's but a good guy, Firebender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. type at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just think like obviously strength is more associated with earthbending, but I feel like mm-hmm. he's got like maybe that like mental strength on top of that. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Leonardo DiCaprio. Water. He's a yeah, fucking water. I gotta say water. But like a very good water bender. <laughs> I could see that. Like a master. That's He's fun. Master Paku. I could see him growing like some really cool. Yeah, like a Fu like Manchu, Manchu yeah, type yeah, of I'd thing. Be, I'd be about that. Yeah. He's, He's Master Caprio. Same with Liam Neeson, <laughs> though. You know, they'd be they'd be in the same tribe. If they're ever gonna redo the Avatar movie, they should Which have they will. Leo or Liam Neeson, like you said, yeah. as Master Paku. <laughs> They probably will yeah. remake this because it's so popular right now. Yeah, there are talks of I a Netflix live good. action show. Don't want them to do it. We'll get that. We'll get to that at the end because we have a few. You and me both have a few ideas on that. But uh, next on the list, Adam Sandler, the Sandman. Is he a sandbender? A sandbender. Yeah. No, I, I, that's too easy. I think he's a lazy. That's too easy. But he's like, also he's too easy himself. That's <laughs> true. I don't know. He, Maybe Earth, you know, Uncut Gems? You like that one? You like that one? No, I'm I think go I... Airbender because he likes basketball. He can fucking get the okay. ball in the hoop. Just fucking manipulate the air. That's sure, what do you guys answer. I like fire. I think he's like a, a so low-key, have... peaceful fire bender. I'm saying peaceful straight non-bender. Let me, let me throw one... more sense. Yeah. <laughs> let me throw yeah. one, one wrench in it. Just one movie. He's a spear bender? Water boy. Mm. Yeah, that is a movie he's in. Uh, I got three more. Next one is... You have a lot. I said a dozen. Julia Fox. <sighs> fucking firebender. She's a zoo. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was an easy one. Uh, Bob, I'm curious to know what your vote on this one's going to be. Jackie Chan and Chris <laughs> I didn't even put him on the list. Fuck! Well, they're both avatars. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Doc Brown. So in this, and for the answer to this question, I'm going to think Back to the Future because I can't name another Christopher mm. Lloyd movie besides Back to the Future. He's a past Avatar. He's Roku. Pete you know, we're going to cast him in the live action version <laughs> of the movie, and he is Avatar Roku. So I'm going to say he's going to start as a Firebender, turn into the Avatar. Wow. I would have said Airbender personally. I could see it. What do you got? Yeah, I could see Airbender. Airbender. I like okay. That. No, you know what he is? He's that guy who uh, is an Earth... His son's the Earthbender or whatever. The kid, uh, he's the guy who makes oh, all those inventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, a good casting. That's a good casting. Nice. That's good. That's good. Proud of that one. Last, but certainly not if least... If it's not Mark motherfucking Wahlberg. Mark Boston Bender. Wahlberg. <laughs> he's a Boston Bender. You're right, Ben. He's a Boston Bender. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, Mark Wahlberg is something we've never seen before. He's the Avatar. He's a spirit bender. He's 
Spirit. He can do everything. He's Rava, but he. You're right. He's <laughs> the he, light spirit. Yeah. He is the light spirit. He's <laughs> yes. literally. Ben doesn't know this yet because he yeah. has not watched Korra. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this shit? Basically, the person that... Literally, that, the light spirit that inhabits the Avatar's body. The way the Avatar was invented was by a spirit that's considered, like, good. The oh, light God. spirit. And in this case, uh, Mark Wahlberg is the light spirit. He is literally all the good in the world. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, I was not going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel... I, I, like I said, I've said this before, that I, I've named multiple people the Avatar. Mark Wahlberg is the Avatar. <laughs> Everybody else is not I think the you've avatar. only said that for six of the twelve people. <laughs> I could see him actually like being Earth, obviously, which is pretty like, obvious. Alpha. But yeah. I think yeah. he'd be a mean waterbender. Well, the Boston Harbor, you know, like it's so he's, he's, yeah, he's practicing at the harbor. Would love to see him coming out of water. <laughs> he's a waterbender. Yeah. <laughs> that, was uh, well, that was my my full list of actors. I think we nailed those pretty well. Any. Final thoughts on Avatar The Last Airbender. We can then very quickly give our thoughts on Korra and then probably wrap this up. But I'd say, like, if you're... Dude, Avatar The Last Airbender is literally such an amazing show. To and me, it's you... the greatest animated show I've ever seen. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a perfect either. way to sum it up. Yeah. It's not my favorite show of yeah, all it time. Still it still exceeds almost greatest animated all show. other shows. Here's my question. Where does it rank in your top ten? Because I would assume for all of us, it's got to be in our for top TV 10. shows. It definitely is, it cracks my top ten. I, cracks like, my I, top five. I would have to take time to like actually ten. figure that out, but it definitely is in my top ten. I'm excited to watch this again in like two, three, four years <laughs> and like actually remember everything again. I have recency bias, but I put it at three right now. Three. It's in my top ten. I, I, yeah. I have. I would you have put to in your top five or just top ten? Probably I'd have to really. You don't have to give us a number. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to give us a number, but yeah. I think give us a number. Ten safe. <laughs> Eight. Ten, ten okay. is safe. I would have to think harder on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it cracked the top five for me. For me, I said recency bias. It's got to be three. Top. It's it's it is number three for me. Mm. If you're a long time listener to the show. Mr. Gary Bauman. <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos is one. Losses two. Avatar is three. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first. That phrase. You heard it here first. Um, so I finished Legends of Korra. Jordan Bobber in progress. Ben only yep. learned that Legends of Korra was the sequel to the <laughs> Avatar show about two days ago. I thought it was Legends of Zora for a while. <laughs> so ben I thought should... this was a Dora the Explorer <laughs> sequel. Um, my opinion. Having seen all of it. Don't give me spoilers, though. Oh, no, Spoiler-free, just my opinion of it. 100% worth watching if you yes. like Avatar. 100% watch this show. I don't think it's as good as Avatar, but again, very few shows, in my opinion, are as good as Avatar. It expands on this world in ways I wasn't expecting, ways that I thought were jarring at first, but then I grew to love over time. Highly recommend it. You hit it. You hit it there. Good. It, it, the way it was, it was jarring at first. Like a lot of the things that, like if I were to like map out an Avatar sequel in my head, I would not come up with Korra. This would not be what I was looking for. But in saying that, I want to say this is that Korra is not a bad show. If I watched Korra by itself, I would put that in my top ten. Like Korra, I'm kind of surprised there's not like a prequel to Korra is so fucking good, good. but like the reasons I don't like Korra are the reasons I like Avatar, if that makes sense. It absolutely doesn't. Like the things the things (laughs) that like I wanted in Korra are not there doesn't mean Korra's bad. 
Like, building off of Avatar, it doesn't build off Avatar in the way I wanted oh, it like to. Oh, like, more so, like, starts to explain Avatar more yeah. so? Yeah. I, I, well, there's a lot of things I, I wish they just left away, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just wish it was done Isn't it more now. episodes than Avatar? Episodes? They only do, like, 13 episodes, but they're, like, 12 like or 13 episodes. episodes seasons. Oh, okay. It they do four up, seasons and they're, like, 12-ish. Yeah. It ends up being less. What, what, um, I know it's on CBS All Access now, but is that, where did it, for, was it on Nickelodeon? Like, yeah. Where, oh, okay. Yeah. There was a big controversy. When did that come out? No, there was a huge controversy. A lot That's of stuff happened, and like some of the episodes didn't air. There's a there's a lot yeah, of stuff. They moved like seasons two, three, and half of season four to like online only, and then they brought it back for like the last half oh, of the last season or something. I, I didn't quite follow it entirely, but so I love Korra more than the Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, but I love the world so much. It's almost like. You just want to keep it's being... It's almost like Batman trilogies. Like, you still, like, get to explore the world and, like, the storyline, sort of, but it's a different character. Yep. I mean, sort of. It's an avatar. It's a re- reincarnation. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, a reincarnation. New... And she's like very one. different from... Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that's why Aang. I love Better Call Saul <laughs> yeah. so much, because it's like, you can do so much in these worlds. Still like, the once world. you create it, like, yeah. you can do so much. And they built it with Breaking Bad, and they built it with After Our Last Airbender, so now they can do it with Better Call Saul, and they can do that with Korra. Yeah. I just feel like you could keep creating shows in these worlds, and people are always going to come back to them. And it explores really cool things. And they touch on the spirit world, and, like, it's it's sort of something you just have to see. If you're a fan of Avatar, you have to watch Legend of Korra. Um, Mm. Question for you guys, because we're talking about Korra, we're talking about a sequel. What do you think... Obviously, there's talks about Netflix either doing a live action or some Ah, sort of reboot. What do you you want to see? Everybody, like, what do you want to see? Like, if Netflix is going to come out with... Avatar-related content, what do you want to see? I don't want to see live-action. No. Yeah. I don't like to. I don't know what to tell them to produce, but, like, live-action just... They listen maybe to the it's podcast. The, <laughs> they do. Netflix. <laughs> we work closely with Netflix, but I don't think... Like, the movie should show that live-action isn't going to fucking work. It, it takes... 100%. It takes way more time, unless you're... Yeah. It did takes you, a show. Like, question. Did you think that before you watched the movie, did the movie sway your opinion on live-action? Yes, for me. Yeah. Only because... It did and it didn't, but watching the show originally, or like originally being a month ago, I I kept thinking like, man, this would be awesome if they kind of, they aged it up a little bit, like we were talking earlier, Mm -hmm. and it was like, it was live action, it it was more like Game of Thrones, which is the show I keep comparing it to. Then by the end of it, I was like, you know what, I don't think that that's a great idea. Maybe it could be done, but if they're going to do it, it should be a new story. Then after watching the movie, I was like, keep it animated. Yeah. I agree. Keep it animated. And, like, don't... The movie is just a stupid idea because it takes so much character building. The fact that someone thought that a movie could work, just, like... Like, think of Game of Thrones if that was, like, a trilogy movie. It would have been horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, like, just having animated bending is so much better and you could do so much more creatively with it. And that's what you see in the TV show and with Korra that the live action I don't think we'll ever get to. I, I hope it never happens. And what I want to actually happen is, I've mentioned this before, is that I think we should do on Netflix like one-off series, like do 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 an eight-episode series about Kyoshi. Do uh, an eight-episode series. I'd fucking Roker. watch all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm saying like do do one-off series, do one season about each Avatar. That would be sweet. Or like say go way back in time for for the core of people. Do a series about Avatar One. You know, like you yeah. can do something like that. Like it has is that to be the first animated. one. Yeah, yeah. It was the first Avatar. Um, it has to be animated. I, I, I just think you should want to, like, like, there's so much interest in these avatars, and obviously, like, you hear about little bits of them throughout 
Korra, and you hear about little bits about them about um, during uh, the Last Airbender. Just fucking do like these one-off seasons, you know, and keep it animated because like when you make it live action, it feels just like a different world completely. But like the thing is though, like Korra, they decided to add an entire new avatar, give her like a multiple series story. Don't do that. Pick pick your avatars, and I, and I like Korra. Like I said earlier, like if I had watched like Korra go by back myself, and choose different avatars, go back and choose different or avatars, forward. or go forward. Yeah. Just, just do these one-off seasons about certain avatars, and you could just build like a great eight episode story arc about this. Like like think about like like say they did season three of Avatar Last Airbender and they made it like a like a one off. But they like brought in everything else, you know? Like like just do these one off series. I think that's the best way because then you explore the world more. You get to meet more avatars, which is what is everybody likes, right? Meet more avatars. And you probably don't need sixty episodes for previous avatars because they at least imply that exactly Aang pretty much had the craziest experience yes, as the avatar. Exactly. Like that was like the biggest threat that's Besides, faced. Besides like Roku was the only one who maybe but they like delve into that a little but bit. But that goes really into Aang's. Like exactly. that, that yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I think that's what I wish they would do is just do these one off seasons. Do one about Kyoshi, do one about Roku, do one about of the fucking third avatar that I don't know. Do one about the thirty fifth avatar, I don't know. You know, like that's Give me what I want. Thousand seasons of fucking avatar. Exactly. But like I think it should be these one off and they don't have to be twenty episode seasons like I like your idea, like six to eight episodes. Yeah, just do like like a little thing exploring it and like yeah, put them out, I don't know, whenever. Like it, it, that's what I want to see. Almost and, like the Breaking Bad movie, like El Camino, like Exactly. That's, yeah. Like a one off, yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Even if they made 90-minute, 120-minute movies mm-hmm. that were just, like, extended, what would it be the equivalent of, like, four or five, six episodes? We can all agree, though, we want it animated. Yes. yes. No yes. live action. Don't more. give me live action. Yeah. And we want more, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I've been buying the books. Um, the final thing I'll say about Korra, just to kind of reiterate something Bob said, because I think we share a similar, not complaint, but just a idea of the show and I think it'll help set expectations for people who are going to watch it because I think I had different expectations for it is that the show builds on the world but you don't get a whole lot of you don't get a ton more on the story of Aang and the team avatar you get a little bit but mostly you just get progression of the world which is awesome yeah but I went into it expecting more to know more about what happened post avatar (laughs) the last airbender and you get a little bit but you get bits and pieces. Yeah, that's not what the focus is. It's not what the focus needed to be, and I think I went in with the wrong expectations, which is why I was a little cold on season one. But then ended up turning around on it. Like I said, not a bad show. If you watch it by itself, like it's if you, if you try to like phase out the part of Avatar that you're like the expectations you would have, right? Like like you said, you were looking for it to build on Avatar: Last Airbender. It doesn't do that. But is it a bad show? No. It's a really good show. It's a really good show. But, like, when you put your expectations from Avatar The Last Airbender, you can look at it in a, in a negative light. Which you shouldn't do. Any final thoughts? I'm sure we could talk for another hour and a half if we wanted to. but And maybe we'll do, you know, just completely transition into an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Maybe we'll do this again I'm next totally week. I'm totally in for Any final thoughts on... Avatar The Last Airbender that you want to leave the folks at home with? Nobody's made it this far into the podcast, so you're speaking to no one. Say whatever you want. Yeah, thanks, Gary, for listening. But <laughs> my last thing is um, greatest animated show I've ever seen. Yep. And, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to start Legends of uh, Zora. <laughs> Legends of Dora the Explorer. Explorer. Yeah. No, but, yeah, anything to do to just expand this world. I'm, I'm 
I want to be in this world. I yeah. will say the Dora crossover episode was a little out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. but I still enjoyed it. Boots was totally not a fucking <laughs> <laughs> Final words. Give me Boots as a waterbender. Uh, both shows are great. I want to be in the spirit world forever. Yeah, uh, to, put, to put a bow on it. <laughs> oh. Should we address that? <laughs> to bring in a psychologist to address a that. A bit of a cry for help. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess to finally, to wrap it up. Here goes Bob. Great. I, I mean, if you if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't seen After Our Last Airbender, I would like to know who you are. Like, please some, connect to us. Something is up there. Please tweet at us. Um, please seek the help you need. Yeah. Anyway, all-time great animated show, like Ben said, like we've all reiterated throughout the this entire podcast. Got to check out Korra. You can probably skip the movie. Definitely skip the movie if you want to, like... Don't watch the movie before the show. No. If, if you're looking to have a good day, you want to really enjoy yourself. You want to have a good, good day. Stay as far away from this movie as you can. <laughs> Just read Roger Ebert's review. That's enter- more entertaining than the movie itself. Thank you, anyone who made it this far. Jordan, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, it was great to be here. Where can the people find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan D. Hughes. That link will be below. That's going to be it for this week, and when you needed us most, we vanished.